The January 6th committee and the House of Representatives wraps up its Stalinist show trial of former President Donald Trump. Welcome to another episode of Impolite Company, where today we're going to go into great detail to show the world who the Marxists really are. A show trial is, well, it's a trial that is already pre-established what the verdict of the defendant is going to be. This has a rich history, particularly in communist countries like the former Soviet Union, where Stalin used this show trial to basically purge all of the members of the founding uh, Communist Party of the Soviet Union. Uh, and when I say purge, I mean, you know, publicly execute and murder them uh, to maintain his power so that they could not challenge him politically and that he was able to then stay in power. Uh, so anybody that showed any allegiance whatsoever to the original Bolsheviks that took over the Soviet Union, in particular anybody that aligned with uh, the tr uh, Trotsky, were rounded up, put on trial in a very public manner, uh, the evidence was already uh, submitted. Of course, it was all one-sided, and the the verdict of the guilty party was already pretty well established. And because they were, you know, uh, enemies of the state, then they were executed, and thus Stalin was able to maintain his power. Um, and that's exactly what we see here uh, in the January 6th committee in the House of Representatives. So let's go through this real fast. Uh, we all know what happened on January 6th. And let me say this up front. Anybody that broke any law, uh, whether they're a, a MAGA Trump supporter or not, uh, on January 6th, 2021, should be prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law. I do not condone what happened in at the Capitol on January 6th. It's inexcusable. That being said, is Donald Trump personally responsible for what happened on January 6th? Well, according to the January 6th committee, he is. Now let's go through this. So Donald Trump was not allowed any protection that a person would normally get in a free country like the United States. There was no due process of law whatsoever. Only witnesses that were handpicked by this committee of Democrats uh, were allowed to testify. The narrative was preordained and was followed to the letter. Now, there were two Republicans on this committee. Um, However, there are two anti-Trump Republicans, Liz Cheney and Adam Kinzinger, both of which voted to impeach Donald Trump. They, they were the only ones that were allowed on the committee, uh, and they were placed there by Nancy Pelosi. Now, this is remarkable in of itself. Uh, this is the first time in the 233 years uh, of Congress's existence uh, that this has happened, where a committee, a special committee was formed, Generally speaking, the two parties get to pick uh, who, which members they want to sit on that committee. So the Democrats would pick theirs and the Republicans would pick theirs. Now, the Democrats would probably get, in this case, more seats on that committee because they control Congress and that, that's normal and to be expected. However, 
to only have two Republicans uh, and two Republicans that are actually going against the entire Republican caucus's uh, orders here in Congress, that's just completely unacceptable. Now, this very biased committee then hired former ABC News president James Goldston to produce a show, literally, for a primetime audience, uh, in this case, the American people. And as they go through this show trial, they have they video recorded all of the testimony and they take snippets and they do some very clever editing that only represent the pieces of information that they want the audience to see. No exculpatory evidence was allowed whatsoever. For example, this video here. We're going to walk down and I'll be there with you. We're going to walk down. We're going to walk down. Anyone you want, but I think right here, we're going to walk down to the Capitol. And we're going to cheer on our brave senators and congressmen and women. And we're probably not going to be cheering so much for some of them. Because you'll never take back our country with weakness. You have to show strength and you have to be strong. We have come to demand that Congress do the right thing and only count the electors who have been lawfully slated, lawfully slated. I know that everyone here will soon be marching over to the Capitol building to peacefully and patriotically make your voices heard. Today, we will see whether Republicans stand strong for integrity. Of course, you'll remember that uh, uh, last month, they came out with the testimony of Cassidy Hutchins. Now, Cassidy Hutchins testified that Donald Trump, upon leaving the um, January 6th rally that you just saw right uh, a moment ago, that he was hell-bent on going to the U.S. Capitol and that the Secret Service said, no, sir, we can't allow you to do that. And he said, well, I'm President of the United States and you you know, went to reach for the, the steering wheel of the SUV that he was driving in um, or riding in. And uh, one of the other Secret Service agents uh, went to stop him and grab his hand. And then Donald Trump grabbed the Secret Service's uh, member's hand and then went to choke him around the neck. Uh, oddly enough, these Secret Service agents that were on this presidential detail came out and publicly said that that never occurred, that Cassidy Hutchins was making that up, that how could she even know Cassidy Hutchins wasn't even in the car with the Secret Service detail or with the president, and so it's all hearsay and that that never happened. Oddly enough, these Secret Service agents never testified, and their testimony was never presented by this corrupt Stalinist uh, you know, committee. And don't take my word for it, um, I'm just the host of a podcast called In Polite Company. How about the words of Alan Dershowitz, famous Harvard law professor? He said, quote, It's the first time that this has happened in my lifetime since McCarthyism, and it's despicable. The idea that they would interview this witness and allow her to testify to hearsay about the president jumping towards the wheel without first asking the eye and ear witnesses. I've never heard of a lawyer doing that in my 16 years of practicing law. It's not only unethical, it's not only unfair, it's bad lawyering. Another instance, 
It's a simple question. If Donald Trump was just a dictator and a tyrant, hell-bent on stopping Mike Pence from, you know, making the electoral college count um, and electing Joe Biden as president, the next president of the United States, if, if that was really what he was doing and he was really just trying to stir up a mob of people to assault the Capitol in this, you know, spectacular coup as the January 6th committee has painted it. How come none of the memos from the president to the Department of Defense were admitted, placing National Guardsmen, D.C. National Guardsmen, in a readiness position to quell potential violent criminal, uh, crowds? Um, calls from the Capitol Police to ask for more National Guardsmen were denied, not by the president of the United States. He doesn't control the Capitol Police. The House of Representatives controls the Capitol Police. And who's in charge of the House of Representatives? Nancy Pelosi, the Speaker of the House. That's right. So when the Capitol Police requested of the Sergeant of Arms and of the Speaker of the House for more National Guardsmen to, you know, put down some of these crowds that are supposed to be coming here on January 6th. And they have intelligence reports saying that, you know, there's going to be large amounts of people that, you know, there are plans out there for some people to try to get in to stop uh, the Congress from certifying the electoral uh, college uh, results. Why didn't Nancy Pelosi say, hey, can we have more National Guardsmen? The president offered it. We have memos to prove that. How come... The intelligence reports citing group chatter on various social media sites of plans by some to gain access to tunnels that go underneath the Capitol building were also ignored by the Capitol Police under the control of the Democratic Congress. You see, if Republicans were actually allowed to be on this committee and actually do their investigatory uh, duty, these questions would be asked, but we can't have that. No, no, no. You see, because that would not then be a show trial. That would put into question the very nature of whether or not President Trump was, in fact, guilty of inciting a riot or, you know, an insurrection or a coup. Um, I've been told my entire adult life that the right wing, you know, filled with gun nuts, you know, pose a danger to our democracy. Does anybody, does it strike anybody as odd that, you know, all of these gun-toting Republicans that are extreme right-wing crazies all showed up on January 6th and, son of a bitch, they all left their guns at home. They forgot. You know, they had this whole entire insurrection and coup planned, but... You know, somehow every one of them accidentally left their gun back at the hotel. I don't think so. This is very clearly a plot by Democratic uh, members of Congress and the likes of, you know, reprehensible people like Liz Cheney and Adam Kinzinger to basically slap the title of, you know, insurrectionist on Donald Trump and it's funny that they keep using that terminology. I think I read that somewhere. Where did I read that? Oh, yes, that's right. The 14th Amendment. 14th Amendment, Section 3. No person shall be a senator or representative in Congress or elector of president or vice president 
or hold any office, civil or military, under the United States or under any state who, having previously taken an oath as a member of Congress or as an officer of the United States or as a member of any state legislature or executive or judicial officer of any state to support the Constitution of the United States, shall have engaged in insurrection or rebellion against the same, or given aid or comfort to the enemies thereof. But Congress may by a vote of two-thirds of each house remove such disability. Now, the context of the 14th Amendment, especially Section 3 of the 14th Amendment, was we didn't want former members of the Confederate Army to be able to serve in positions of the government. That's why that was put into place there, and that's what they mean by insurrection and rebellion. We don't recognize the legality of the Confederate States of America as Congress during the you know Reconstruction era, and so they put that legal term of insurrection and rebellion in there to make sure that people who served in the Confederate States of America, didn't have the opportunity to get their hands back into the cookie jar of government. That does not apply here, in my view, to Donald Trump, who said, let's peacefully and patriotically go down to the Capitol building and make our voices heard. What the Democrats are more scared of than anything is the poll numbers that came out today. Let's say that Donald Trump in the 2024 election versus Joe Biden has a plus three advantage right now. That's after the ridiculous show trial. Thanks for listening to Impolite Company, presented by The Doc Line. If you like what you heard, be sure to rate our podcast and leave a five-star review for us.